What's good, U of M? It's your boy, Professor Brendan, here with Professor Tino. What's goody? Tell me about climate change, my man. Tell you about climate Tell change? Tell me about climate change, my man. Ooh, where do I begin? What do you want me to begin? I well, you don't believe in it, you said. <laughs> I don't believe. Now, uh, climate change is a hoax, complete hoax. They tell me that the, 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 the weather is warming, and yet I go outside and I'm cold. What a lie. Uh, that was mostly a joke, though. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was a joke. Did you you were joking about that? Oh, I'm yes, so sorry. I what? thought you were legit. That's why I'm like, what? okay, I'm a, I want this man to explain it to the people. What? And for Are him, you serious? I want the people to go as DMs and like. Ah, this is so I funny. thought you were legit. Really? <laughs> That's I'm what, like, I was dude. trying to catch you off guard. Like, yo, what? tell me about your beliefs. Okay. No, I'm like the champ. Do you want me to start that? No, no. no? Okay, one, one ticket. Yeah, fair no. enough. Oh, my bad, man. I thought you were serious about that. Then I'm like, really? God damn it. What? I'm the chair of the working group. Well, I mean, like, you can you can still believe climate change isn't real, but still want to see, like, you know, sustainability practices carried out. Not for the purpose of reducing climate change, but just, you know, because you acknowledge that the world doesn't need pollution and whatnot. You want to keep the world beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, what I, I believe that climate change, it's obviously real, but, like, there's the earth naturally cools and, and heats up over time, but... Yeah, no, I, I am not. It's okay. I'm not a climate denier. Okay, let's get into <laughs> the Amsterdam news then. Screw yeah. that. Um, so we want to talk about something that's happening within the provincial government, yep. uh, and it's performance-based funding. The mm. better your the university does, the more funding it gets. Basically, um, yes. called Tennessee model. Tino, did you wanna kind of get into it? Absolutely. Yeah. So the provincial government has kind of been talking about this for a number of years now, as I understand it. Mm. And the 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 main concern with this is universities will be seeing lower funding um, for students that are hard to educate, quote unquote. So we're talking about minorities um, and racialized students and everything else, which yeah. is bad. But it's it's not it's a two sided coin, in mm-hmm. my opinion in that there are things that, that the provincial government could implement that work. So there's quality assurance funding, which would require that universities come together with their stakeholders and then decide if they've provided quality. And if they provide quality, then mm-hmm. they get more funding on yeah. top of the funding that they're getting. I think the most important thing is when the you know, when the province is coming up with their formula of how they're going to do the performance-based funding, that they include as many stakeholders as possible yeah. and just talk to profs, talk to students. Yeah. And why should students care? Uh, because the less funding that the university has from the province, the more tuition goes up. That's what happened. Uh, when was it when tuition went up? May. May? Yeah, so that's Around, what happened yeah. then because the province... The province cut funding. it, so... Yeah, so... I it mean, is fascinating. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to do the model, right? You can do it based on what students make after they graduate based yep. on their salary and you can do it based on you know grades enrollment there's so many ways to fund like do the calculation of how much a university gets in terms of funding yeah um kind of like you said uh i think i just think it's a two-side coin and i did very much see the positive of it where you're now promoting universities to strive for better because right they want more funding so they're gonna you know try and teach their students better yep. but the other side of it is it become it becomes a negative feedback loop where a university does bad one year they get less money well now they have less money to oh, teach right. yeah. and the next year they do worse so they get less money and then they get into a cave they get into a cavern where they're not able to come back out of yeah. they're in the depths of 
debt. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the most important thing is just making sure that the, the province doesn't just implement it using their own, yeah. like, brains or whatever, and they actually consult people first. I don't um, see them doing that, though, because that's so, so bureaucratic, right? Yeah. Like, even just me in this position, knowing how much red tape there is and bureaucracy there is, yeah. it's so frustrating. And but I guess in this situation it's worth it because it's such a big policy that they're trying to implement you know yeah. it's it's yeah. going to be affecting the education system in Manitoba forever <laughs> yeah I, for me the, the question that comes with it is do you think universities are places for um, to train people to join the economy this is forces? that's like the smartest thing that I heard Kristen say it's like what is the mandate of a university mm. to grind out you know producers like people like right like are they are the students supposed to be impacting the economy yeah. or are you supposed to just be teaching and like having smarter individuals Spreading. right yeah. you know it's it's kind of like in that sense right you're gonna fund arts less and fund business more right it's yeah. like what is the mandate of a university higher education or to turn out money makers mm-hmm. uh and I have no opinion on the matter. You it's have such. No opinion. I mean, like it's tough. You, I can't side with either way. I mean, like I believe in both things. I mean, mm-hmm. you need a healthy balance of yeah. being able to produce functioning members of society that you know help the the country's GDP, yeah. and <laughs> while also you know you can't just cut music and you just can't cut these maybe. On average, they don't make that much money after they graduate, but, you know, they provide something great. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, wait, think of UMFM. Like, this place would be defunded, basically, because, you know, if you don't make it big time, you're not making money. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're totally right. The truth is always somewhere in the middle, right, with most things, and it's not absolute. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with with your viewpoint. Um, Yeah, fair enough. Uh, There other Amsu news, I don't know, Tino, did you want to plug this uh, Kahoot slash uh, Council Wars things we got uh, coming up? Yeah, I, I totally want to talk about it. So, yeah, Brennan and I are going to be hosting the Council Wars Spirit Cup thing. Uh, we haven't come up with a name for it yet. But I thought will. you said it was Spirit Cup. We're calling, yeah, okay. Or, Spirit Spirit Al- or Council Olympics, which... I don't like Okay, Olympics. at least... Oh, okay. Spirit Cup is better, because yeah. then we're going to get a cup. Uh, basically, is that not a residence thing, though? Is it kind of taking the name? So, do you know what I actually think? I think it came from a university... Whoa, hit the mic there. My bad. <laughs> One take. It, it came from a university-wide thing that they used to do back in the day. And then, oh, okay. Yeah, then residents kind of took it from there, so I guess we're taking it back, which is exciting. Uh, so what it is going to be is we're going to get reps from the different faculties and we're going to ask them trivia questions about the university, about AMSU, about Winnipeg, just a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to find out who the best faculty mm-hmm. on campus is. Yep. And then they get a big trophy. So <laughs> yep. it's exciting. Yeah, so we'll be hosting that, getting the podcast vibes out there in yep. this. So if you are, I mean, a lot of listeners to this podcast are on councils. Are, so if you are, sign up to be in this competition you know yeah. show that your council slash faculty is the best keep an eye on your email uh what else did you have for amsu news was, it, was there something else we were going to talk about the whole um amfa the, thing right yeah i was just seeing if we had any more light-hearted hearted things because we got into performance-based yeah, funding that and i was kind of down there so i was trying to spice things up okay but we'll go back into another negative thing amfa the university of manitoba faculty association as in all the profs yep. at the u of m are going through a possibility of a strike. They will ha- be having a strike vote very soon. I think it's Monday. Monday. Uh, but when this comes out, it's 
three yeah. days old. So, so we're just trying to get the wording out there because a lot of students don't know this, and uh, we um Sue will probably get the wording out there to inform students about what's been happening. I mean, I saw this coming before it was kind of announced, yeah. uh, just with the way that things in the committees I sit on had been talking but it the the word has gone out slowly and uh it's just important that we at least know students to maybe prepare for the worst that your prof might be going on strike yeah. and this is uh due to uh no pay increase i mean they went on strike back in 2016 and they found they got a bridge deal they never came to a final agreement and the bridge deal's up by now so yeah uh, Tina, did you have anything else to say about it? I know we didn't want to argue about it. We just wanted to kind of touch the surface and let students Share be the aware. Details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else to add on that. I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head. Right. I don't want to get into the specifics of why why they're striking, but we can confidently, I guess we can confidently say that we're, that Amsu is not going to pick a side, I guess, right? Like, we want what's best for our members. I get, right, exactly. I get, so I guess what I'm saying is no one is. I, at this point in time, no one is at fault. You know, don't blame the profs for striking, or but also don't see the university as being the good guys either. You know, yeah. like they're going to handle things, and we're I'm just going to take the side of whatever helps you, the student, the best. Yep. Because we don't want, we obviously don't want the profs to go on strike, mm-hmm. uh, but we somewhat believe that they, I guess, they're not right. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> argue this with you though. That's why I'm kind of. Um, yeah, I quote mean, unquote it, stepping around it. Yeah, it, it is what it is, and and I think I would implore students to kind of look into it further if they're curious. But what we're doing at AMSU right now is making sure that uh, students aren't in a position where their education is hindered right. or slowed down or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we want we want this them to come to the deal as fast as possible. That's Absolutely. what we want. That's what we want. And yeah, and just whatever it, it takes on the we just hope they don't go on strike. Yeah, but I will discuss. Uh, what happens if they do go on strike? I mean, oh. so back, so I guess we'll head into story time right quick, undergrad stories. It's I was dead. in second year when they went on strike in 2016. Mm. I remember it specifically because it was Halloween night, oh. or it, it might have been October 30th. It was it was one of those two days where I was at a Halloween party, and I got the email around like 8 or 9 p.m. saying, as of right now, professor on, on professors are on strike. Yeah. And... I was actually happy about that. I was banking on it. I actually had a lab report due the next day, but I wanted to go to this Halloween party. So I'm just like, yo, I hope they go on strike because I'm not doing my lab report. That's so funny. Um, but <laughs> the the prof for that specific chem class uh, didn't strike. Didn't strike, so oh, no. I VW'd the class. <laughs> I, uh, I, I put it all on black, and it came up zero. <laughs> That's funny. The roulette wheel screwed. But... All my all my other classes did go on strike, and honestly, I loved it. I was a nice month vacation away from classes, um, and so all that happened was when they so they were on strike for four weeks. When they came back, we what happened was the exam period in December was instead classes. So we just continued to do classes. And when we came back from winter break, we had two more weeks of classes, and then we had the exam period. And they so they condensed things, and funnily enough. The winter semester only went a week longer. We still ended before May. Really? So so in the end, it was all okay in terms of huh. that. Yeah, we just, the exam period, instead of ending like April 24th, it ended like April right 30. at the end of April. So, Interesting. So, so 
was, was there still sorry to cut you off was there still a, uh, a full term uh, winter term break and, and all that yeah really? yeah okay. I mean there was discussions of them getting rid of it while the strike was going on mm. but once they came to a bridge deal they're mm. like no we can't do that and oh, uh, sorry, we yeah. still had the winter break yeah um, so that was so that was awesome so now I loved it when that happened because it gave me a break from classes it let me stay home <laughs> yeah. but that obviously is terrible. Like if I had the strike now, it'd be mm. terrible because, well, most of you are probably already at home studying. Yeah. That a strike would just, well, nothing's changed. You're still stuck at home. Yeah. I know actually a lot of people went on, <laughs> went and did a trip in that like month that we are on strike. I yeah, mean, actually, really. Yeah, I mean, we had a month. A lot of people had a month off from school, so they just uh-huh. like, yeah, they just like le- like went on vacation. I mean, we can't do that now with COVID. So this is a terrible time for a strike to happen. <laughs> with covid but at the same time because of covid that's where profs are like yo we need extra compensation for all this extra work we're doing because of covid that wasn't in the job description so i i feel for the students i really yeah again all i can say is i'm just gonna do whatever it takes to try and make sure there isn't a strike and i mean let's let's look at the facts here i don't think anybody wants a strike. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think Amsu doesn't want. Oh, a strike. the profs don't want it either. Yeah, exactly. That's what he was saying yesterday. Um, is he a doctor, Michael Shaw? Um, no, I don't. Nah, yeah. I'm gonna give him the benefit of doubt and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he was saying yesterday, Michael Shaw. Nobody yeah. wants a strike. So, so. Michael Shaw, my uh, former employee, employer, employer because <laughs> I did the TAing for Bio 1030 and 1020, and he's the he runs the labs. Uh, he's now the president of uh, UMFA, and he came to the UMSU board meeting yesterday and kind of laid out their side of the story, and the university's going to come to the board with their side of the story in yeah. two weeks' time. And, um, yeah, they like like he said, they don't want to strike either, but, you know, something has to be done, just the university isn't giving them anything, so yeah. that's why. Um, but, yeah, I, I loved it back then. I mean, <laughs> right, it was Halloween. It's funny because, yeah, it was Halloween – uh, when the strike happened, and now we're coming up on Halloween. And there's another strike. Yeah. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, we're two days away from Halloween, so I want to ask you in a lighter sense, Tino, yeah. what was your best Halloween costume that <laughs> you've ever done? best Halloween costume. Well, my best Halloween costume would be the only Halloween costume that I've ever done. Was this uh, last year? No, it wasn't last year. It was... Two years ago? I two guess? years yeah. ago, yeah. Not last year, the year before that. It was um, <laughs> Alicia and I did a couple's costume. We did salt and pepper, but I was oh. the salt, uh, and she was the pepper. That's and cute. I love that. Yeah, we thought we were really funny. Was so. was there any resemblance to Blue's Clues salt and pepper, or was it just straight up salt no, and pepper? No, it was just straight oh, up okay. salt and pepper. Um, I had a what was I think I had like white shorts and a white. Uh, t-shirt on with the, like a black S on it. Oh, so you went and cheap, cheap with it? <laughs> oh no, no, I was gonna, I was gonna break the bank with that. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you could have gone like a costume for like twenty bucks at Spirit Halloween for salt and pepper. Twenty bucks each. That oh is, yeah, yeah, probably with like the the shaker. Yeah, and, and like oh, like <laughs> almost like a dress kind of looking thing where it like puffs out. Looks might be interesting. So I actually I want to run this by you because I'm interested. I I thought it would be a great idea if we, we were salt and pepper every year, but then we alternate. Whoa! What do you think about that? Who you and me? No, not you and me. <laughs> me and oh, me. I was getting excited. I thought you uh, meant you and me. Yeah. I mean, we could do it if you're done. I, I mean, I don't want to talk about the same because I don't really care. It doesn't involve me, so I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> alternate <laughs> each year. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean. I you basically have to have two different costumes though because right you would have oh. to have the salt costume and you'd also have to have the pepper costume. I mean from that point out you would also I guess you'd have two costumes that you could wear forever but 
Also, it might get stale. But yeah, you you basically make you've made salt, right? Uh-huh. So this year you'd have to make pepper. Uh-huh. And and what just for what people would still say you went as salt and pepper <laughs> back to back years, but you're like, no, it's a different costume because this okay. time I switched. Okay, but what if? Yeah. What if now that I'm the follow here, <laughs> what if? We have one salt pe- costume and a pepper costume, and then I wear her pepper costume the one year. Yeah, uh, you guys about what a foot and a half in difference in height. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that'll work. <laughs> I don't want to see you muffin top in there, bud. <laughs> you, wanna, you don't. You don't want to see me in Alicia's short. Uh, short shorts? No, yeah, I do not no. want to see you yeah, all caked up in those shorts, Are you man. Sure. I don't know. I, I kind of <laughs> like my thighs. Yeah, but other people don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, no That's one fair. wants to see your belly bun all the time. <laughs> what? Okay. You know what? That's and she'll just be like thing, swimming man. in those clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I'll go. I'll kind of talk about my favorite costume. It was actually the year of the strike. Uh, I yeah. went as Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy from SpongeBob really? with yeah Matt. It's uh, it's on my Instagram. It's a really good one. That actually, is. it's funny how like, I think uh, costumes for me in general have like morphed. Like in high school, I went to before St. Paul's. I was in a private school in London, Ontario, and we had a dress code there. But on Halloween, you could wear. Uh, if you wore a costume, you didn't have to be in dress code. So I would just whoever put like on a sports jersey and be like, "Yeah, I'm a football player." So just so I could wear jeans and get out of wearing the uniform. And in grade twelve, I did that too. All I did was wear a hoodie and uh, jeans and put on a construction vest. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm a construction worker. But throughout the day, people kept giving me part of their costumes. I got like a fake mustache, like aviators, oh, like oh. a St. Paul's hat. It was just like it morphed into something, and I entered into the halloween costume contest and i was like oh i'm a saint paul's grad just like i looked like a bum and everyone (laughs) loved it everyone's thought it was so funny like yeah like we ain't going anywhere in life so i actually won the halloween costume and i was like the new kid so like made it was very special to me impression right and then uh first year i actually went on star trek with my friend and we had a chem exam a chem 1300 exam yeah saturday on Halloween, what? like who schedules the exam at 9 a.m. on a Saturday? That prof, obviously. That prof, did, exactly. <laughs> but so we showed up in our costumes because we thought others would like. Hey, it's Halloween. <laughs> Only people wearing costumes, no. and we're just like, ooh, no, yeah. <laughs> That's and, so funny. and then Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, and then well, last year Forrest Gump, yeah, couples mm. costumes. That was a good one. That was a good Except one. Except everyone thought I was a Trump supporter for some reason. <laughs> it was I was wearing a maroon like University of Manitoba hat. Everyone's like, "Oh, is that a MAGA hat?" No. <laughs> okay, but look, to be quite honest, the whole salt and pepper thing is it's only funny to me because it's so terribly dry and and, and so oh. actually very good. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think makes an actual like good couples costume? Um, what makes a good couple? You know, yeah. I, I think I think just any couples costume it's fun because it's kind of a flex that you're like, yeah. I have someone to do a couple's <laughs> costume with. Um, I think Yizma and Kronk from Emperor's oh, New Goof's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, a cute one I like, if you want to like, get sexy with it, is you do like Fireman and the dog, the Dalmatian. Oh, okay. And then, um, what? I mean, what's your opinion on cost, uh, couple's costumes in general? I think they're kind of cute. I, it, it was nice because the one social that we went to when we were salt and pepper is like we, we showed up and we're like arm in arm. And Which like, one was it? Ah, uh, what was it? It was okay. So it might have been. It, it probably was malpractice. Con- okay, yeah. Considering that it was around. around um, or what with the Aggie social, the Howler? Either malpractice or Howler. It was. Well, one yeah, it the, has to be one of the yeah. two. That's the only so, two that really happened. <laughs> honestly, it was such a good social. I don't remember it anyways. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Yeah, like just like show, like you're right. It's such a flex. You're showing up arm in arm. It's like, oh look, we we have a couple's costume going, and 
Yeah, so I think the beauty of couples costumes is you don't have to get creative. That's true. You can show up as salt and pepper. Because good enough. A good single costume will never be a bad like or an oh average couples costume. Like because yeah. you're with a partner, the costume true. is automatically better mm-hmm. than just a single thing. I it's, agree. Which. Yeah, same with Goop. Well, Goop costumes can be good, like, if they're really unique. But, like, say if you want, like, a Scooby-Doo in the gang. Yeah, all right. Like, if you're not with your crew, you look silly. Because you just, it's pretty regular clothes, so you just kind of, like, normal. Yeah. Uh, so, last year, I didn't actually, so, funny enough, last year, I didn't end up going to a whole lot of socials mm-hmm. because I was bartending a, um, a whole ton of them. Yeah. And that was literally so good. I think. Uh, Wait, did you do malpractice? I I didn't do malpractice. Okay. I did the howler though. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I did. <laughs> it was so funny. I think was it the best one I saw was like a group of like five or six girls. I don't remember what their costume was, but it was like it was really good. And you know, obviously, why would you like, even say it? I don't remember what the costume was, but oh, it was really I just good. Remember oh, it being thanks so much for the good. information, Tina. Oh, I just I remember it being good, and I thought I'd share. I you just remember it because there's six girls. I didn't girls. realize that it, this was like a judgmental space. Okay, I, it I doesn't it make for <laughs> for good content. <laughs> no, yeah, there's this really good, space. really good costume. Six girls. I don't remember what they were, but it was a really good costume. Like, okay, wow, Tina. It was a really good costume I, yeah you just remember it because it's six girls <laughs> that's not that's not a lie it's yeah i mean so my the person i believe my friend evan kerr won the costume halloween costume for malpractice he went as cusco yeah. and and like so they had the whole gang those because they did have potch and everyone like that i guess that's where i kind of got yizma and kronk from stop hitting the mic man God. um then what so what what about alicia does she like couples costumes she doesn't mind couples costumes it's just that she's very extra about it like i was telling okay, her like gotcha. she, just, she wants she just wants to do too much right i'm yeah. like on the spectrum of like let's get white and black and then we've done our job and she's yeah. like oh we should be like i don't know betty and crocker from just this random show and mm. it's like Ugh, it's too much effort i think uh yeah, my like Quinn's more like on the casual side. Like, yeah. I think we want to do Blues Clues one year and mm. um, easy stuff. Like, I mean, like, Kay, my dream one, it's kind of embarrassing, but so I love Pokemon. <laughs> I'm gonna right. out myself, but my first game was Pokemon Emerald in the third generation, and the main character's name is actually Brendan, like, really? spelled the same way as me. So, I want to be dressed up as Brendan, and the girl character in that game is called May, mm-hmm. who has like brand, brown hair and kind of like looks like Quinn in a way. So, I really want to go as Brendan and May so bad but she but won't she's just like i'm not going as pokemon i'm like oh, it's not no. though you're going the characters from pokemon you're not going as a pokemon but i also yeah. i also just love the name may maybe because i was born in the may. month may i'm gonna <laughs> name my first daughter may uh, well i'm gonna name her mayonnaise but may for short just no one will know that her legal name is mayonnaise <laughs> did you get that from that whole uh negatron thing yeah yeah from yeah, family but also <laughs> it's guy. just like so genius because i truly do love the name may and would love to name my daughter may but i also really love mayonnaise and like if there's the opportunity there to name her mayonnaise but no one knows it's always just been may i'm gonna take it you should do it I'm gonna do it. <laughs> when my when uh, Quinn is sedated after <laughs> having the baby, I'm just take the. Uh, yeah, so we named her May Quinn, and she'll never she'll know. She'll never know. You just uh, be the only one with the birth with the birth certificate, certificate until I guess she gets a driver's license and like, yeah, your legal name's in Mayonnaise. <laughs> but that's a flex. Like, imagine like do it being named Mayonnaise. That's so sweet to that's me. Such a funny gag. Do it. That'll be so funny in twenty it's, years. It's it's not even. Oh, it's just cool to me too, in my opinion, because it's so unique. 
uniqueness is cool when you're older. As a kid, it sucks because everyone makes fun of you. But Fair. but they won't know that's unique because they, they'll just know her as May. And then when she's older and then people know it's mayonnaise, then she'll be cool. It's You know what? You should do it and then we'll see how it goes. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Uh, let's move on to some of the segments. Oh, actually, I had another story. Yeah. Okay. It's not an undergrad story. It's when I was 10. It was the first time I ever cooked something. And, right, <laughs> macaroni. That's probably a lot of people's, like, first time cooking is they cook macaroni because it's easy. And I'd always just seen, like, I'd never really seen my mom make it. it just, to me, it looked like water, pot, macaroni. So, take the, right. yeah, so I open up the box put the cheese in or put the noodles in and then I'm like well the cheese package is here I better put that in too so I put that in with the water <laughs> boiling water and the noodles started stirring it's like yeah I think I put margarine in there too because I had seen margarine oh, no. like being used it starts to like just smell and then turn black and then I realized what like it absorbed the water so basically what had happened was like the noodles were just like burning on the bottom with the cheese like the cheese was burning and the whole thing just ended up black oh, no. and just uh like you ever burn the bottom of a pot? Yeah, it's I just have. like so hard to clean too. It so is. that thing just smelled like crazy for oh, no. a month, and <laughs> yeah, that was my first time cooking. <laughs> Complete disaster. <laughs> I don't know. That's not too shocking. Um, you don't think? Ah, I mean, Carly, our assistant, thought like me not being able to make macaroni was like the most shocking thing ever. Can you still not make macaroni? No, I can make it now. Of oh, course, okay. you you make you only make that one mistake once. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I think enough. yeah, I don't think I've had any really big cooking mistakes since yeah um all right let me pose a question tino let's get into these segments mm. what's your favorite board game my favorite board game yeah probably chess really chess yeah. i love chess too yeah it's good stuff chess. um is that do you have any other board games that you like or mm. is it just chess that you play <laughs> it's, it's mostly just chess it's it's chess comes to mind because alicia and i was playing a game of chess so like okay, we yeah. have like a board set up and then we we take turns and the, the game well yeah as you do in chess you take turns yeah <laughs> no the game will last like three four days and just, oh gotcha yeah, you, so you you take turns that's, slowly that's, yeah that's how do you I know she's it. not cheating i don't uh we honor system i guess yeah i, I don't guess. cheat so, right yeah right you were talking about last week breaking the rules in the relationship she breaks the rules <laughs> of chess in the relationship <laughs> probably does without yeah. me knowing i asked because yeah last week i recommended a board game and it got yep. me thinking like i love a lot of board games i mean yeah. some of my favorite things to do is just have drinking nights with my friends and play board games you know mm. jackbox games are really that fun and yeah like the game of life we love i i specifically love the spongebob version because it's so childish and easy really? because i get so mad at the real game of life <laughs> that it's like oh, i landed on that i have to pay fifty thousand dollars i hate this game yeah the game of life is good i really like risk though if you risk is so good yeah mm. i uh i played with quinn for the first time this summer and yeah I was I made her cry because like she kept trying to take all of Europe and I'd always just invade one spot like one of the places so she wouldn't yeah. get the bonus, oh, no. and it happened like four times I wrote that she just broke down crying I'm like wait wait why are you crying no no like it wasn't like actually like, like <laughs> I'm mad you just frustration yeah. it just got to her I'm like whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, no no you can't cry I'm like I'm never playing Risk with you again you're just gonna no. cry Risk is fun yeah do you like Monopoly I love Monopoly yeah I love Monopoly I love too Mon when I'm winning though. You know? That's well. See, what I like about Monopoly is like you you do know when it's past the point of no return. So yeah. like I usually can play Monopoly two player mm -hmm. within thirty to forty five minutes. Oh, okay. Like I know how to play fast and yeah, yeah because yeah, 
where people hate Monopoly is you get to a point where, yeah, it's the point of no return. You can't win anymore. Once someone has a set, the game's over. You can't beat that as, unless you can get your own set. Yeah. And if all the properties are taken, you can't get a set, the game's over. So just end it there. Otherwise, it's just painful to slowly die in the game. Yeah. So that's why we just like, hey, I, I realize you won. You win. Okay, new game. And that's why we only play for 30 or 45 minutes. It's not yeah. frustrating. It's also kind of annoying, too, if you're not lucky enough to get, like, a property in the, the most expensive part, like the end there. And then if somebody gets, like, um, what is it, a set at the very end? Yeah, Park uh, Place and Boardwalk or whatever. I yeah, don't remember what they're called. Then oh. it's just, like, ugh, I've trash. D- I've played too much Monopoly yeah. on my phone. I know all the strategies. <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. your best bet is the oranges and the purple. So sec- because the most landed on spot mm-hmm. is jail. Because... Oh. There's a spot that sends you to jail. You can actually land on jail normally, just like as in not be in jail, but land on that spot. And there's yep. cards that send you to jail. So the most landed on space is the community chest seven spaces from jail because the most common rolled number with a twelve with uh, two dice is seven. <laughs> so that's the most landed on space. The two spaces around that are the yeah. oranges. And the purples are also, there's a lot of, yeah, the purples are good too because that's right before that. So if you roll a two, if you're rolling a like two, three, four, you're going to land on those purples. So. That's that's perfect. So those are the properties you want. Those are the best ones. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you basically, yeah, if you get the oranges, if you guys have the oranges, the game's over. So just end it there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Master uh, Monopoly strategy. Um, you play Clue? No, I don't think I have. You've never played Clue? Okay. I don't think so. That's pretty good. It's kind of deducing who killed who. Like, you've heard of oh, it, right? Oh, no, actually, I, I, I have, have played yeah. Clue. Yeah, no, I have. I've, I think I've played it only a couple of times, though. Gotcha. I'm going to recommend a couple other games to listeners. So there's Ticket to Ride. You can actually yep. buy on the App Store for five bucks. Very fun. You're basically connecting cities with uh, train cars, and oh. but people are trying to block you by taking up the routes. And okay. they're like, yeah. Then you have, uh, see, have you ever heard of Sequence? So I don't it's, think so. It's a, you play with two decks of cards, and the board has every card, uh, you know, like Queen of Hearts twice. Mm-hmm. And you want to put down your chips, and you got to get a Sequence, which is five chips in a row. Oh. But you got to get two of those in the two-player game. Interesting. Um, I really like that. You ever play Yahtzee? Um, I, I think I've played it, like, once. That one's a yeah. fun one, too. It's yeah. quick, too. And you're just rolling dice and trying to get different uh, combinations of die to, for right. different amounts of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like Connect 4? Definitely. I do like, yeah, yeah, I love Connect Four. Um, That's we, a quick one. Though. That's it fine. is. It is. We had um, in high school, we had like a whole bunch of like games for the seniors for some reason. Mm. I, don't know, I don't know what that was about. And we, we were crazy about Connect Four. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we were so crazy about it. Um, like the, the strategy where you put it in the middle yep. and then, yeah. It, it's always it's like a false checkmate, right? And mm-hmm. like if you get it done early, and you're talking realize. about like middle, like having three at the yep. bottom at first, yeah, yeah, where you win right up, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember in grade two we had a lot of inside recesses because mm. Winnipeg's just so cold. <laughs> yeah. And we grade twos that we had we'd play Connect Four a lot, and we had like a we had like rankings in our class. There was king, queen, mm. like prince, uh, princess, and like. Yeah, so people would try and, like, if you beat the king, you were now the king for oh, until, like, okay. the next indoor recess. Nice. So it got very competitive and a lot of screaming and crying. <laughs> and that the, I think Connect Four is banned by, by January because we, we couldn't handle the ranking system. That's perfect. Um, the last game I'm going to recommend, this. so this is my personal favorite. It's not a board game. It's a card game. Okay. You play with five friends or four friends. There's five of you total. It's called Resistance. I'm not going to explain the whole game to you. Yeah. I, I employ people to look it up on Wikipedia but it's a game of lying and deceiving and breaking trust with others. Have you heard of the game Among Us that's getting crazy? I don't think so. Okay, so if the listeners heard of Among Us, Among Us is like an online, more 
interactive game of this, but basically you have five cards at the start and you right. deal them out. Two are red, three are black. If you get a red card, you're a bad guy. And your oh. goal is to convince other people that you're a good guy. Oh. So, okay. so I get, I'm going to get people to look it up on Wikipedia, but basically you have to win three rounds uh, to win the game. So by, by basically getting people to vote for you, saying you're a good person... Uh, or accepting you're a good person, but you're not. You're the bad guys get a point, and you got you, yeah. Whoever's first to three wins. So so it's just a game of like I'm good. No, trust me, I'm good, and you're not. And I'm I don't know. I just love lying. I'm really good at lying. Oh but I'm also I also love being good guy in it and like trying like figure out and be a detective of who's a bad guy. Well, this was a weird thing you did when you right. voted this time. So I think you're bad. And uh, all my friends hate playing with me. But it's my favorite game, and I usually have to like make bargains with them, or I'd be like, "I'll give you a beer if you play with me." Oh, like, I think that sounds a lot like what is it? Is it Secret Spy? Hitler? Have you? Heard? There's a game called Secret Hitler yeah. that it's like that's another more interactive version of it. But yeah, uh, Mafia. It's kind of somewhat like Mafia. There you go. It's yeah. a card version of Mafia. Yeah, okay. there's a lot of games that are yeah. similar to it, but like this is cool. just su- such a bare bones, concrete way. Play. F- you it takes five minutes to play. You only you legit only need six cards to play. So. Uh, three okay. red, three black. Interesting. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the next segment. Tino, do you have a flex? Do I have a flex? Yeah, I actually do have one. Um, so it, it goes back to when we were talking about my quote-unquote American accent last week. Um, mm. And that's my flex. My flex is my ability to oh yeah to listen to people and my change your tone, change my tone so that they can understand me better. I was talking to Alicia about it, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I said something to her, and she said, well, you didn't say that weird. And I was like, yes, I didn't say that weird. That's the exact point is for it to not stand out when I say it to ah. you, um, which, is, which has come in very handy um, over the past couple of years. And, and also, like, my ability with languages, that's my flex. I'm really good at it. Like, I just pick up languages really well, mm. so... That's my flex. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, mine is that I own every diary of a wimpy kid book. You've heard of those I books, saw, right? Yeah, I saw. Okay, you saw my TikTok. I, saw your about, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I got in great, the first book in grade four, and I fell yeah. in love with it. And as a twenty-three-year-old, I'm still buying new ones and reading really? them. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, this is <laughs> fun to watch. This is so silly. Oh, I can relate. I can relate. I think I've watched the movies. I don't think. I've oh watched yeah. One. I've the movies are yeah. fun. They, I mean, like, people make fun of the movies and they, like make memes out of the movies. I love yeah. the movies too. That's <laughs> um, wonderful. I actually forgot something. Back to kind of what's on our mind. I never asked you what's on your mind, unless you already kind of went through it. I think I've gone through it. I don't have a lot on my mind this week. Something that was on my mind was, have you developed any skills during this quarantine? Because we're now about something like six or seven months into six quarantine. Months. What Have you developed any skills? Have you improved yourself at all since we went on quarantine? Hmm. I would say I've gotten better at playing the guitar. Oh, um, good for you. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I've developed new skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have I been doing? I just know that in April, everyone was like, we're in quarantine this time. This is the time to better ourselves. Yeah. I don't think anyone actually has, which is fine. I mean, uh, like it's hard to, but I just want to ask if you had. Yeah, I mean, we've been working, right, too. That's so, true. And like, So you've made money too. during this quarantine. <laughs> I made bank. Um, yeah, I've, I've gotten better at the guitar. I play more often, so that's, that's good. That's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Um, I know. So I've gained weight, and I'm happy oh. about that. I've been trying to. I'm almost up to 20 pounds now. There we uh, go. I've, I've gained weight, which is like a ton, and I'm Winner. I'm very happy. It's just turning that 
into muscles now, but I will listen to the advice that Carrie Chase gave us last episode to turn that into muscle. Yeah, good stuff. Like, That's I exciting. actually feel like this is the first time like, I've actually had roles in my life. Oh, beautiful. It's spilling over Great. my belt. <laughs> He's showing me his roles, ladies I'm, and I, gentlemen. I've only, like, I sat down. This is the first time I've, like, noticed it for the, like, I'm just, like, kind of fascinated by it because I've never, I've never had something like this before. Put your roles away, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> My friend, so my friend Matt, I think I talked about this where I wanted to work at Sky Zone, but he broke his like ankle oh, yeah. like right before he started. So he was kind of like in quarantine for like, he's had this experience before where so three months, the whole summer, yeah. he was on his couch because he couldn't walk. Oh, no. And he was trying to learn things. I'm like, learn the language. Yeah. He didn't do that. Learn to juggle because I just had just learned to juggle. Yeah. And I even bought him like like the balls to juggle and he never did he, oh. i think he lost them like right away because one went under the couch he's like well i can't reach that because of my broken ankle so he just gave up <laughs> and you know i just want i guess what i'm saying is like everyone goes to this problem of not being able to better themselves even when they had the opportunity i think he just yeah. got really good at playing n64 and gamecube because he just plays old systems while he was yeah. being a bum i mean there's also like a lot of entrepreneurship on on, on the internet it's just like oh get better at this Mm -hmm. grind at this do this quarantine workout right it's like eh, i mean there's just a lot of noise so it's okay if you're doing you uh yeah here's your red flag for this week Mm. they hate animals okay they just uh you know what like they're not animal abusers or anything but like if they're at a party and the dog comes in they're like get away from me and like push it away or they're just like don't never want to go to the zoo yeah they're just like you know that's, screw animals like where do you stand on that <laughs> you know that's actually pretty normal i my dad hates animals oh, okay yeah, yeah he's not we never had any pets growing up because he was ah. just like ugh, that's, ugh, what's, ugh, there's an animal in us he's not, he's not a fan of that so yeah it's not it's not a big red flag it's not even a deal breaker for me it's just like yeah okay you're just a person oh so not even the red flag for you completely no, fine that's just that's pretty normal at least from my perspective yeah that's fine i mean Hmm. I think I'm going to say the same thing. Yeah. I know, though, there's a lot of people that love animals, so you, the listener, are probably like, no, that's a big deal breaker. I need a dog <laughs> when I'm older. Yeah. yeah, which is fair. I'm just, yeah, I guess we're just both in. That's okay with us. I guess so, we don't really, I guess we're not really animal lovers either then. Yeah, I mean, I'm. it's not a deal breaker. Like, if they're like, no animals, it's not like, yeah, exactly. It's not a deal breaker. Yeah. So. Okay. Recommend something. Recommend something. Oh, man. So my phone shut down. And I had I wrote. You forgot it. I did. Okay. Uh, I. I, You can comment on my recommendation. I will do that. My recommendation is for men, Mm -hmm. shave your armpits. See, yeah, just to see what it's like. I'm not saying like keep it that way, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying like see what it's like. I mean, and we're in a time where you can do that because no one's gonna see your armpits for the next Mm -hmm. little. Like if you really hate it, it can go back. But I start. It's something I started doing in high school, and I. I, How I, do you like it? I loved it because I would sweat yeah. less. Oh, really? I, I okay. felt like I had a problem. Like, whenever I played video games, I would sweat so much. And I started <laughs> shaving my armpits and, like, never. And also, I thought it looked better. I thought it just looked nice and clean. And interesting. So, interesting. I've continued to just, like, keep my armpits shaved. Huh. That's, a, that's an interesting recommendation. I, I have shaved my legs one time in my Ooh, life. I don't <laughs> think I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Don't? Uh, yeah, okay, there you <laughs> don't, go. Don't, don't. There's a reason I only did yeah, it one time. Okay, we're going to get a little uh, PG here. Have you ever shaved your butt? Have I sh- No, I haven't. I did in grade 10. It was awful. Did you? It was oh, awful. Oh, my goodness. How was, it, how was it when it was growing back? See, that was the worst part was yeah. the prickliness of it. Mm. And I was on the track team, so yeah. extra running, and it was just... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my. Actually, I shouldn't say I shaved it. I trimmed yeah. it like a bunch, and it was just really like trim. really... 
prickly <laughs> and awful. That's terrible. Pl- don't do yeah, it. Don't do it. I did it with my legs, and I was like, mm, if it's growing back other places, this is going to be terrible. Did it look okay, no. though? Like, that's why I don't think I do. It's just got, I, I yeah. think it would just look weird. You know what? I'm not just... The, the truth is because I'm African, we're yeah. just not a very hairy people. That's fair. So it wasn't like that much of a difference. Gotcha. It, at the time I did it, so w- was growing yeah. back a problem. It kind of took it's. It took a hot second to grow back, but it wasn't very painful. So gotcha. Yeah. So d- have you heard this that if you shave your eyebrows, they don't grow back like properly? I've not heard okay. that. Okay. Okay. I maybe not. that's just something I heard that yeah. wasn't very true. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why. Like I've had people who get their eyebrows shaved during like a party when they've passed out like <laughs> i was never a part of it but yeah. and just like in the back of my mind the entire time like that like it's back. funny like at the time i'm like in my i'm like they don't grow back properly that's bad but maybe i have to do more research into that if they do then i guess yeah. then I'll, I'll stand beside and say it is funny um so you oh going back to the shaving your butt look mm. up a horror story on reddit type in like yeah uh so it's today i effed up is mm-hmm. the subreddit and if you type in like shaving your butt, you'll you'll see a horror story really? on there. And I okay. I highly recommend reading. <laughs> Actually, I don't out. highly recommend reading it. But if you're ever thinking of shaving your butt, read the story first, and and you you will change <laughs> your mind. Perfect. Okay. Um, okay, <laughs> let's move on to Would You Rather. Mm. Would you rather be on death row for a crime the most important person in your life committed, or have the most important person in your life on death row for a crime you committed? Yeah. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh. That's a good question. Which one you gonna live guilt guiltily the rest of your life or you gonna die for someone else's crime? Ooh. Hmm. First of all, let's let's get this out of the way. Who's the most important person in your life? Uh, like who are you thinking in the scenario? Uh, don't make me don't make me pick one on recorded media. That's Fine. You <laughs> can, if you have like a top three, you can pick I three. Like a top three, like my mom. Yeah. Uh, uh, top three. Well, uh, if you said your mom and now you're thinking, oh, uh, that's obviously your mom. Okay, good. It's my mom. Fine. Okay. So would you rather uh, have your mom on death row for a crime you committed or be on death row for a crime your mom committed? Wait. Ah, okay. You know, that, that makes it a lot easier then. Now, my, my mom can be on death row. She's lived her life. She has four children. Oh, my God. So you would... L- ah. So she get so you do a crime, she gets arrested, and she's on death row. I'm just like, Tino baby, Tino baby, uh, I can't like, I don't know, I I didn't do the crime, and you know in your heart you did the crime, and she's oh my god, she's she's lived a fulsome life, Brendan. I'm a good son. I would agree in the scenario (laughs) of, (laughs) okay, we'll get into a different scenario after. No, I'm going full out. I rather I would die because. Okay, who's the most important person to you? So like I'll also I'll also go with my mom. Okay. Oh, uh, either my mom or dad doesn't okay. matter. They, I'd say they're equal. But yep. I just I don't think it would be a matter of they've lived their life. It'd be a matter of like could I go the rest of my life knowing that my mom or dad is dead because of something I did? Yeah. Like I just couldn't live with the guilt. Okay, so I'll go to this scenario because <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll agree with the whole they've lived their life in this scenario. Yeah. Would you? I think I've asked you this. Would you kill your mom for fifty million dollars? For fifty million dollars, Brendan. Fifty million. I, I thought you said no. I mean, fifty million. Did we not talk about this before? We talk about Jeff Bezos' money. Like, uh, what's the diff? Oh, 
fifty million dollars. After the break, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna ask this again because we've talked about something like this before, where I asked you like something around the hundred million dollar. Oh, yeah. so you rather kill? You would kill your mom for fifty million dollars, but you couldn't go without sex the rest of your life for a hundred million dollars. That's what it was. It's you couldn't go without sex for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's fifty. Let's not be. Let's not. It's a hundred million dollars. Let's not be unreasonable. Here. You're sitting here let's, saying let's it's. Not, fi- let's not be unreasonable. Let me talk for here, two seconds. Kidding. You were Go sitting ahead. here saying fifty million dollars. That's a lot of money. But when I gave you a hundred million dollars, you're like, nah, man, can't do it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Sex is nice. <laughs> okay, so you okay? Would you kill your mom for ten million? Maybe not ten million. But you would kill her for a crime you committed. She's loved her life. She's done the why most. Has, why doesn't that logic flow over to the ten million then? What I mean, like t- ten million. I, it's because I feel I don't know. Ten million. Ten million isn't all that much. Like it's, oh, it's, but it's, killing her for nothing is okay. This is this is those are different scenarios, right? Those are it's a those are two separate scenarios. And I my 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 stance is that she's lived her life. She's done the most. She's had four children. You know, she's done the whole thing. Like what you're else saying, is she reasons do? to take the ten million. You're giving me reasons to why you should take the ten million. No, but like no, no, no. Those are those are independent situations. First of all, so. yeah. And when you get ten million, and the other you die. And no, and the, the other I don't. I'm not on death row. Right. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. I, the, the other, other you die. die. It's so right. So it's ten million or I die. No, that I'm just saying. Like now you're combining it. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Would you rather have ten million or die? And then my mom dies. Yeah. Would you rather have ten million? Your mom dies, or would you rather die? Ooh. Okay. Now, see, that's a good question. Um, ten million is still quite a lot of money. You know, ten million. Ten million is like. It's a lot of money. I don't know. She again, you know, she's lived her life. We could pay. We could pay for my education. I'm agreeing with you that <laughs> I'm so agreeing. Like I would take the ten million. <laughs> I'm getting upset at the fact that you say, "Oh, she can die as long as I'm not on death row," but you you won't say she can die and I get ten million. Like, why is it morally not okay to take the ten million, but it's morally okay for her to die for a crime you committed? <laughs> Because, okay, like, if, if you want to talk about morals, we could argue about morals. But the, the truth is, you know, I'm in my youth. I'm in my prime. So, right? so and, why wouldn't you want you know, 10 mil? <laughs> why wouldn't you want 10 million then? Because <laughs> I would make good use of it, okay? I would make, like, I feel, my personal opinion, and you know what? You, you can feel however okay. you want to feel about it. Right? I feel like I'm kind of going up, you know? I don't feel like I've peaked. I feel like, you okay. know, this is the start of something great. My mom... So why wouldn't you take the ten million? I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> you are on the way up. Yes, I agree. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm okay with you saying she can die as long as beyond death row for a crime I committed. Mm. I'm okay with you saying that. Yeah. But you also, you better say you would also take the ten million then, because they okay. go hand in hand. That's the problem I'm having. Yeah. I would take the ten million. That's all I was I trying to get. <laughs> because oh, I would wow. also take. The, I would also have my mom die for ten million, but yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a die for nothing for a crime I committed. Okay, let's just make sure that our moms don't listen to this. <laughs> I think my mom does. I think my sister actually... rats me out to my mom. Oh, yeah. no. All okay. the time. Make sure that my mom doesn't listen to it. That's okay. <laughs> she won't. Okay. I think we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> what do you think, listener? Email us at amsuten20 at umfm.com. Would you kill your mother for 10 No, no, no. That was one. That was a, that was a previous one. No, I want to know this death row one because that one that one brings in like your guilt into it, which yeah, I like. It's it's less question. about greedy money; it's more about guilt. Yeah. What's what's your guilt level at? Okay, picky either segment. I know you didn't bring anything, mm. but I just wanted to state I will not drink bubble tea. I mean, I think that you goes with really? it. Goes it's without saying because you I don't, don't like drink bubba? regular tea. Wow. Um, what about, oh, you know what? I don't really. You won't have bubble. It's the same as 
tea. Like, like, if I'm not going to have tea, why would I have a variation of tea? That's fair. I mean, you could get... Um, my favorite, like, bubble tea, quote-unquote, is the mango with tapiocas. It's not actually tea. It's, like, more mango smooth than anything mm. else. You should try that one. Maybe. Uh, it's also expensive. That's it's fair. It is, it is quite pricey. Coutons. I'm not going to eat coutons. My salads. Yeah. Oh, my God. My salads I, I'm, are only lettuce. I don't want anything else in my salads besides lettuce and salad dressing. Oh, sorry, tomato. I could have tomatoes. Lettuce, yeah. tomatoes, and salad dressing. That's it, baby. I mean, <laughs> you got the vegetables. I was, at, I was at Quinn's house, and they offered me salad. I'm like, no, I'm okay because I know it has stuff in it. It's like, yes, salad usually does have stuff in it. Nope, I only like lettuce salad. How can they still stand you at Quinn's house? They've, they're not phased by anymore. I mean, yeah. like, I just do the most creative. I came down with, like, uh, chemistry goggles like yeah. the ones you wear in the chem labs i just came down on those just because i felt like it and they just didn't even ask just like yeah that's just brendan like do weird oh, stuff <laughs> they're just accepting of me at this point um lastly yeah lastly when i say salad dressings basically only caesar dressing like i'm not I'm never gonna have like any runny salad dressing like vinaigrette yeah hmm. yeah Should all right expand your palate I'm going to start saying that every episode. Expand my palate? Expand your palate. I think the problem is my palate. Wait, does palate mean what you eat or does palate mean your taste buds? I think palate is your taste buds. Yeah, so I think the problem is my palate's too expanded. I'm a super taster and that's why I don't like these foods. It's because I can just taste every inch of it. And You know what? I don't disagree with you. Um, so I you should be saying you. contract my palate. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> because less of a taster. Yeah. Because did you know that that's why kids don't like um, like vegetables and all that stuff is because the, the test, taste buds are very sensitive and maybe they, that's it. They just haven't they haven't grown up yet. They're still young. It's possible. It's very possible. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we bring on our guest, I just want to uh, talk about something that happened in our previous episode, the Thanksgiving episode. I talked about my trip to Edmonton. I yeah. I completely blanked on. Uh, what me and Matt did in Calgary. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just skipped over the Calgary part, which was probably one of the more fun parts. We went to every casino in Calgary. <laughs> we actually <laughs> went to every casino in Edmonton too. This one in West Edmonton Mall as well. Yeah. Because we were just like young, you know, 19-year-olds that are just like, oh, gambling so cool. Let's go to all these casinos. Let's check them out. We wouldn't gamble much, but we basically hit up every casino. So we did that in Calgary. We hit up the Calgary Tower, which oh. is so it's crazy. I lived there for four years and never went. Hmm. And so I finally made a point to go with Matt. Yeah. And right, they have the see-through glass floor, just like at the CN Tower. And at the, when I went, so like I'd been to the CN Tower, so it wasn't scary to me, actually. Um if, if anything, actually, though, the Calgary one is scarier than the CN Tower one. Not, oh, okay. Even though the CN Tower is higher, mm-hmm. it feels less real because it's so high up. Versus the Calgary Tower, it's a little more, it's more realistic. It's like, wow, okay, I actually do feel like there's some danger here. Yeah. But ne- nevertheless, I uh, I love jumping on the glass at the CN Tower, so I want to do the same at the Calgary Tower. So yeah. I just took, like, this big running start, jumped super high, and, like, stomped on the glass. What? Right, because it's, like, sturdy. But yeah. a- And there's just this, like, family right there who's just this <laughs> nice family, just having a nice time, that saw me and just screamed because they were also standing there. Like, oh, my God. It's crazy. Uh, crazy. Uh, the ne- but so here's the other thing. There's, yeah. like, three floors on the Calgary Tower. So we were on the top floor. We didn't realize that, like, the the one below it was, like, a dining room and that they had a wedding going on there. So we went in there trying to get some food, and we walk in. We're like, oh, what? Like, 
what's going on uh we're like we like oh do we see ourselves so we went and sat down at one of the tables before we realized i think this is a wedding and then we're like oh crap we left but as we were leaving we saw like the guest book and we're like well technically we came as guests so we just like have a great life together love matt and brendan (laughs) and and just booked it down the elevator (laughs) so i hope that one day they just go through that i'm like who the hell is matt and brendan we also have just terrible writing so like everyone's in nice handwriting there's just like block letters like have a great life together that's beautiful Uh, we also went laser tagging and there's like a Whoa. birthday party there so a bunch of 10 year olds and we we're just there like just sniping <laughs> on them Matt was trash at laser tag <laughs> I think yeah. all the kids beat up on them um, <laughs> the last thing uh, we oh two other things so we went to a car show that was also cool and then that was outside the casino and the last thing we did again I told you we didn't have a hotel room we were staying in our cars the entire time Yeah. so right we know that we're stinky we had to shave we just felt disgusting and Matt had a membership to YMCA in Winnipeg, and you can apparently use it all across Canada. Nice. I didn't, but, you know, we don't look that much similar, but are they really going to call us out? So, I t- so like, we went to a YMCA in Calgary, and he gave me his card, and I just went in <laughs> pretending to be him. And so I swiped the card, and it, like, starts beeping. I'm like, oh, crap, I thought I could just, like, walk in. So, like, oh, uh, what's wrong with your car? And I'm just like, oh, maybe because I'm from Winnipeg. It's like, oh, yeah, you you can use it here. We just have to, like, you know, put you through the registration system. So the entire time they're asking me, like, questions like, yeah, and uh, what's your address? What's your phone number? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, thank God he's my best friend. I was just able to, like, rattle those things off. So I was wow. able to give all the information. And so postal code, they're like, what's your postal code? I'm like, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I actually forget right now. And they still didn't even question it. They let me through. Like, my, That's fair. They had my, they had Matt's picture up on the computer and they're looking at me like, he's basically blonde hair, like nothing alike. And they're just like, yeah, you're God. good to go. So I like was that. able to get in a shower and then we just drove to a different YMCA for Matt to use his own car and right. do it again. But they were like, hey, we just saw that you went to this other YMCA like an hour ago. It's like, <laughs> oh, I just, I'm just want to check out every YMCA. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so just finding ways around the system, you know, Gosh. living, living cheaply. That's how you do vacations. I think we only spend like 200 bucks the entire vacation. Smart. Anyways, let's have our guests on right now. We'll see you after the break. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. All right, and we're back. We're here with our guest, Marianne Christine from the Pharmacy Council. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. How are you? We're amazing. So what are your two positions on the pharmacy council, guys? So I'm the junior caustic on the Pharmacy Students Association Council. Perfect. And my name is Christine, and I'm the senior Manitoba representative on the Canadian Association of Pharmacy Students and Interns, or CAPSI, for a shorter mouth word. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you guys on. We'll head right into the questions of this interview. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the Pharmacy Council. Yeah, um, we'd love to. So one of the unique things in pharmacy is that there's sort of, well, there really is two distinct student councils. And the first one is AMSA, not to be confused with AMSU. Uh, that's the University of Manitoba Pharmacy Student Association. So that's the council that I'm leading. And the other one is CAPSI, which Christine just mentioned. And the difference between the two really is that AMSA is the official University of Manitoba Association that liaises with the AMSA board, Senate, faculty council, college council, as well as, you know, our 
pharmacist regulatory body and professional associations. Whereas what CAPSI does is it represents pharmacy students from the University of Manitoba on a national level. So CAPSI is an association of pharmacy students from across the entire country and it allows us all to be united, advocate for similar things, organize professional development opportunities, and I'll, uh, I'll let Christine continue on because that's her council after all. <laughs> We've got, uh, Mariana did a great job. She could essentially be <laughs> our CAPSI rep, but we do a bunch of things. So in March is Pharmacist Awareness Month, so the CAPSI local reps here plan a bunch of events engaging with the public and students talking about what pharmacists do, what pharmacists hopefully can do in the near future, and also working uh, with groups like CanU to bring some outreach to students to get them interested about potentially pursuing pharmacy. Some other big things we do as well are we host events um, like Professional Development Week, which takes place in a different city every year where pharmacy students across the country get together. Um, we network, we're able to see different speakers and as well, um, there's CAPSI competitions on a local and a national level that get us to kind of show off what we're learning in school. So in terms of patient counseling, compounding, and again, have that chance to collaborate with students from across the country. So we do some exciting stuff and we do some really amazing stuff with AMSA as well. So we're two different councils, but we work very much in harmony. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's really good to hear. And it's very exciting to know that pharmacy students have uh, student representatives that work for them and make sure that uh, being a pharmacy student is a good time. But I guess before you are actually a pharmacy student, you have to be admitted. So can you tell us about the process of um, uh, pharmacy admissions? And uh, yeah. Of course. So before I get in, I want to make a small disclaimer that actually the College of Pharmacy is going through an admissions review right now. So some of these criteria may change when it comes to the fall 2022 admissions. But right now, uh, the requirements, if you'd like to get in in fall of 2021, are essentially that you need to write a PCAT, which is the pharmacy version of an MCAT or LSAT or, or that. Okay. And you need 60 credit hours of some specific prerequisites. And it's generally the introductory biology courses, chem courses, like 1400, 1410, organic chemistry, biochem, to really build up that science base, as well as electives in humanities and social sciences to ensure that you're well-rounded and developing in a lot of different areas. And in addition to that, there's also a critical skills essay that is about 500 words and it's on a topic that's not known until you get in there and you really write it. So that's what it is right now, but it is, it might be changing soon. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And uh, kind of, if you don't mind sharing, what were both of yours journey into pharmacy, you know, um, the, what, what you go through to get in? Yeah, I can start. Cause I think I took, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say unusual cause there's actually a lot more of us than we think, but um, applying, I finished a degree first at, um, the University of Manitoba in science. And it took me a couple of tries to actually get into U of M. So I would say if you're interested in pharmacy and maybe aren't getting in on that first time, keep trying because it's going to happen and you're going to thrive, right? Don't be put off that you aren't uh, didn't get in in the first time um, and use what you develop in your degree if you end up getting one of your years in undergrad um, in pharmacy because it's definitely an advantage and you grow up to a certain extent. So I took the long way. Mariana got a in a little bit quicker. Yeah, I 
you know, sometimes I wish that I had taken a bit of a longer way. Um, I got into, when I was accepted into university after high school, I knew I wanted to go into pharmacy. It was something that I had thought about a lot before. I have a sister who's a pharmacist. I so it sort of lived vicariously through her and got a good idea of, of what this is and knew I wanted to do it. So I, I came in on a mission and in one year I took the prerequisites and, and got in. But there's a lot of value to taking some more time. And I think that now the requirement has changed to requiring 60 credit hours, right? And that's two years that you can really build a very solid base before getting into a pretty challenging program, to be honest. Did you and I think, too, oh, sorry. No, no, go I'll ahead. Just to add, sorry, um, um, those two years currently as they are, right, those are heavy classes. People, I think, are a little bit worried about when they're in science, right, with biochem organics. So don't be um, scared to take an extra year to make sure that it's manageable for you because course load doesn't have to be as outlined in requirements. Right, right. And did you both have to do PCATs? I know that is something that's uh, quite new to the College of Pharmacy. We snuck in before it was a requirement. So we um, had the BSc requirements when we got into our PharmD program. So we just needed a minimum of one year in a university program and the essay. Yeah. Very lucky. <laughs> Incredibly. We got in. Um, I went in and I tried to find a practice PCAT to see what it's like. So <laughs> it, it is honestly, it's something that these prerequisites prepare you pretty well for because if you're taking and needing to know all this knowledge for these courses, regardless of which pace you take them, you'll probably be ready for most of the PCAT itself. Mm, that's awesome. And I guess you guys have a pretty unique position in that, uh, I suppose, and I'm making an assumption here that you were technically faculty of science students at first, and you kind of experienced what it's, what it's like being a science student. Uh, but with that, what are some of the differences that you guys have noticed uh, being college, in the College of Pharmacy students? And yeah, what's student life uh, in the College of Pharmacy like? Yeah, I guess what he's saying is, what's the difference between undergrad and now being in the College of Pharmacy? <laughs> mm. No, that's a really great question. Um, just to start, right, if you look at your first day in the Faculty of Science, you're going into likely a lecture hall of like 300 people, which is scary, intimidating, and you're likely not meeting many new people, and you're having a difficult time talking to profs unless you're a little bit more forward. But in pharmacy, it's a complete opposite. It's really small, and it's well-connected. We um, have this goofy pun. We call it, uh, we're a farmily. Um, but it absolutely is, right? It's a good network of not only students, but faculty and practicing pharmacists. And no matter kind of like if you have an interest in an area, you've got questions, you want to talk things through, you're going to be able to find someone pretty easy. And by the end of that first year, you're going to have really good relationships with everyone in your class because we're only about 55 students, which is huge. So that's, I think, my big takeaway from like a BSc to PharmD is just class size is smaller and you're going to get to know who you're working with really well because they're going to be your future colleagues eventually. So I love puns, so I like that formally, but uh, Tino's over here cringing. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's, uh, pharmacy is obviously a very tough program to be in, and we are wrapping up Mental Health Week or Mental Health Month here at Amsu. Uh, what kind of wellness tips do you have for those in pharmacy or really any demanding faculty and program uh, what kind of tips do you have for them in terms of wellness? I think to start, right, just thanking UMSU and CAPSI and UMSA for putting on events like Mental Health Month 
wellness weeks, having voices of CAPS, so we can start having these conversations. I started university, um, it feels like a long time ago now, in 2014, where these weren't as common. So I think that's honestly a great start, right? Starting to talk about it a lot more. Some things we can do at home. Um, there's an elephant in the room, right? What happened in March? I don't know. Um, but as we're at home with COVID learning, um, just understand that doing simple things goes a huge way, right? Take a break. Makes food at home when, um, let's say you've got a small break between class, go for a walk, play with your dog, talk with others on Zoom. I found that to be honestly really quite helpful and also a perk of being home. And then two, I mean, this is for pharmacy or for working online, just honestly take it easy on yourself. Things are tough. It's okay to just manage, just to go to class, to do good. Like you don't have to get an A plus, but if you get like a passing mark and you understand the material, you're all good. And then lastly, I was actually talking to them earlier this week um, for pharmacy and other Bannatine students. There's uh, student services at Bannatine. You can type that into Google. It's going to pull up their website. They're not only like incredibly friendly people, but they're super accessible and you're their, their like go-to spot um, for students looking for any wellness resources. So use them. It's something we pay for with our tuition. They're amazing. So don't be afraid to talk and reach out to not only students, but also these services. Awesome stuff. Well, that's all the questions we had. And we really appreciate you two coming on to the podcast. I know, uh, you know, online doing it over Zoom isn't the easiest way to record an interview, but we really appreciate it and for making the time for us and, you know, being so um, professional and doing this. That's all the time we have for you guys. So we'll, you, the listener, we'll see you after the break. Ow, you threw off my groove. And we're back. Thank you so much to Christine and Mariana for coming on the podcast and talking a little bit about pharmacy. Really appreciate yep. it. Yep. You know, I mm. went down to the pet store and I asked for a dozen bees. Mm. So the clerk came out, took out 13 bees, mm-hmm. gave them to me, and I said, wait, that's one too many bees. She said, don't worry about it. It's a freebie. Oh, gosh. You okay. love it. <laughs> you love it, man. I feel, you know what? I'm going to start rating these. I'm going to start. This is the thing now. Mm-hmm. I will rate these. Hmm. Well, like, but okay, so like <laughs> different jokes have, like, right, if it's actually funny, right, it's a 10. Mm-hmm. But okay. like, if it's not funny, but like, it's a very clever pun, shouldn't that also be a 10? Like, it's a 10 out of 10 in terms of a pun, mm-hmm. but it might not actually be fa- funny. It mm-hmm. might be like a 3 out of 10 in terms of actually making you laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I could probably say something funny that's not clever. <laughs> okay, fair. And you'd be like, oh, 5 out of 10. <laughs> okay, like 7 out of 10, that was funny. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, whoa, okay. Dude, but it's supposed to be joke of the week, right? So it's supposed to be well, funny. Honestly, when I made the original proposal, it was supposed to be dad joke of the week. Dad joke, okay. Hmm. So it was always supposed to be, supposed well, to be funny to me, but, you know, <laughs> you, uh, you, you don't as get a, it. As a, as a dad joke, I'll, 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 give it, I'll give it a seven and a half. Okay. Seven what about this one? Um, how do you know? How can you tell girl ants and boy ants apart? Okay, okay, you put them in water. If it's a girl ant, it'll sink. If it's a boy ant, it'll stay up because it's a boy ant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, what would you rate that one? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, so it's better than the B one. You no, like? No, they were both seven and a half. Oh, they're both seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that kind of went along with that. Uh, was it two weeks ago? Joke of the week. The good boy. I just I was on that buoyant oh, okay. <laughs> experience. All right. All right. Anyways, uh, stop. <laughs> yeah, we need to stop. We need to get out of here. Right. Last week's song of the week was Jesus. Uh, I can't remember. It's the Wiz Khalifa one. Uh, <laughs> this is why I write it down. It was uh, the race, oh, the man. race by Wiz Khalifa. Mm. And this week it's uh, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe by Barry White and Tino. I'm telling you, go home, play this music with Alicia, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You're gonna get some. I promise you. <laughs> okay. There's a there's a line I love in it. It's uh, I've been searching my whole life for you, but it's gonna take the rest of my life to keep you. Wow. Say walk <laughs> in the door. Say that to her. Wow. And then play play the song. Play the this very white song. Wow. And uh, yeah, I promise you, you'll see results. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. Thanks so much. That's all the time we have this week. We'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to spread good vibes. Good vibes only. Peace. Give the more.